Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm here, Charles, to talk all things Colchester United this week. And I'm really happy to be joined by James Ball from the Views on the Use podcast. How are you, mate? You well? Yeah, very well, mate. Very well. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much. Um, you're probably, I'm going to imagine, feeling a little bit I don't know, topsy-turvy maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. It's all been a bit of a shock the last couple of days, that has to be said, um, with uh, old Matt Bloomfield on the way. So we've just finished recording ourselves. So hopefully I've got all my thoughts in order now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, been a turbulent couple of days for you. But actually, a bit of a weird, uh, what, month and a half or so, I would have thought, because, mm. I mean, you were you were looking so poor uh in the first half of the season and all of a sudden and and this is the weird thing right for me in my perspective because from the outside looking in and and forgive me if I've just not done my research then 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 make me look like the tit that I normally am (laughs) but the likes of Gillingham have had investment they've had a change of ownership you guys I don't think have and yet all of a sudden money's coming out of your ears yeah, it's um, it's a strange one, I think. So, um, yeah, you're right. Money has been coming out of somewhere and not really sure where from. Um, I guess coming into uh, kind of this season, we kind of had a pretty static squad coming into the new year. A lot of players from the year before were on kind of two-year contracts. Um you know, we weren't particularly uh, particularly excited. It has to be said, given the the the, the year we had before last. Anyway, um, you know, so we had you know Luke Chambers at centre back, Tommy Smith at centre back, Cole Scuse in midfield, Freddie Sears up front. Um, you know, all on two year contracts, um, so they still had a year left. So coming into this year, we didn't, did you know, there wasn't a there wasn't a huge amount done in the summer. Um, it's went pretty poorly <laughs> from the start at the start of the year under under Wayne Brown, um, who, who who was sacked after after I think it was nine games total, um, <clears throat> and it was clear it wasn't working. So a change was needed in January, um, and for the first time in a long time, uh, you know Robbie Cowling, the owner, has um, managed to. Um, uh, find some money from somewhere and, and and put his hand in his pocket and brought in some some some, some brilliant players and um, 
you know, uh, Matt Bloomfield, who who I'm sure will come on to a bit more, came in in um, oh, I'm trying to remember now exactly, but I think it was sort of sort of November time, and um, f- f- you know, didn't have the best of starts, um, but the kind of investment in January, I think really put him in a in a strong position and and he found a formation that worked and 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 it's been a really good good kind of month which is why i think we're all in shock given the given the news of 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 of, of yesterday yeah I, it does seem so ridiculous that here's a manager that's only just been with you for a matter of months you know we're, we're still in single digits aren't we really with that um and he's already gone <laughs> <laughs> not for the reason that you would expect. And, you know, you had such a slow and tough start under Wayne Brown, who himself had come back, having already had a spell with you guys. And it's just weird. I, I don't know how to sort of go with yeah. it. I, I don't know how I would be able to, you know, compute it if I was a Colchester fan. I, I think I'd be really, really peeved, I think, to be honest. So just there's because. Def- there's definitely a lot of frustration going on at the moment. I yeah. think for, within the fan base um, because he was given the investment in January to kind of go out there and he, he made all the right noises and, 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 and you know, it was really quite reassuring as a culture fan in terms of wanting to rebuild the relationship with the fans uh, and the fan base. And, you know, the kind of end of games and things where we've been picking up results, you know, coming over, doing the fist pumps, you know, patting the chest, you know, kissing the badge kind yeah. of thing. Um and it kind of felt for the first time in a long time that relationship with the fans was starting to kind of be be, be re- rebuilt a bit. Um, he wanted to build a project or said he wanted to build a project here. Um, and so that investment came in in January, really gave him the opportunity to build that, build that project. Um, and then he's gone. Um, so there's definitely a lot of frustration. I mean, like I said, we just recorded our own podcast. I think, you know, me and Max, me and Max my co-host, were kind of saying you, it's difficult to blame him. Um, he's he's obviously a bit of a Wickham legend himself. Um, he, you know, a ch- ch- chance like that comes up for him in a in a in a division division above um, with a side that he spent ten years at. Um, you know, working with Gareth Ainsworth, who's, who obviously left to QPR, which is why the jobs come up. Um, it's 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 difficult to blame him for that, but but, but you know, but that's football and. Um, so yeah, there's definitely some frustration about given, um, you know, given where we've been and, uh, and 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 what we kind of all expected. So I, I suppose the big question is, and maybe this is too early to ask, but who do you who do you want in next? Have you got a name, or have you just got some characteristics, maybe, of the type of person that you want in? Yeah, so I think so. One of the things we uh, before the Bloomfield appointment, anyway, was the fans were crying out for an external appointment. Um, Wayne Brown was kind of external, but he'd always had kind of links to the club. He was only down the road at, at, at Molden and Tiptree while still managing the under twenty, under twenty ones or under twenty threes or whatever. Um, so he was he was got a kind of semi external. Um, before that, it it was internal appointment after internal appointment, failure after failure. Basically, Hayden Mullins, Steve Ball, Tony Humes, um, you know, all didn't work out. Uh, the, probably the only one that did was John McGrill, um, who still hasn't got a job. And I'm sure there are pretty mixed opinions in the fan base. I'd personally love to have John McGrill back. Um, I, he lost his job rather unfairly at the end of one season after after reaching the playoffs and the quarterfinal of the Carabao Cup. Um, so... Yeah, I, I'd personally, I'd love him back. 
I mean, so yeah, we're crying out for an external appointment or the fans are anyway. Um, there's not a lot of talent within the club, has to be said at the moment. Um, you know, actually a lot of the fa- previous failed managers are now back at the club internally in one capacity or, not, or another um, and are probably the only ones who, who could take over from within. So yeah, the fans are crying out for external appointment. I, I personally want, uh, you know, there's a lot of names being banded about as there always is i think danny cowley at the moment is kind of top of that list um do, which... do you think sorry joe to interrupt but do, do you think that that's actually a realistic name i mean I, i've seen that's the list and of course you know every fan would want that to happen the cowley brothers coming in but i mean they've just been you know championship league one level do you think that's realistic to come down to a bottom of the you know bottom half of league two club so um, I think that, that there's there's a couple of reasons why I think it's realistic. So number one is 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 they started their career at Braintree just down the road from us, um, and at the time when they were flying with Braintree, they were always tipped to come to Colchester. There were talks at the time, I believe, that they were going to come to Colchester before they moved on, and I want to say they went to Lincoln after Braintree. Could be wrong. Um, but uh, so there was that and, and they still live locally, as I understand it. So the, there's that kind of link there. So I, it, I, the third point as well being it looks like we got quite a lot of compensation for the Bloomfield deal. There seems to be a lot of money going around at the club at the moment. I think it's a possibility um, whether it's realistic. I, I, I don't know how realistic it is, to be honest, but but I think I think I think it would be it, it would be brilliant. I mean, if not, the, there are others out there. Paul Tisdale would be would be a great appointment in my opinion. I know he's um, he's got some stick from some some people. His last couple of jobs haven't quite worked out, but he was actually with us when uh, when Hayden Mullins was in charge as kind of Hayden Mullins' advisor. Um, kept us up. Hayden he Hayden Mullins got the job. Paul Tisdale left the club. And Hayden Mullins was gone within a couple of months. I think there's a lot of feeling within the fan base that it was actually Paul Tisdale doing a lot of the work behind the scenes. So um, there's options out there, and I think you know even David Artell um, would be would be would be a great appointment as well. So there's a lot of options, and I think when uh, as part of the Bloomfield kind of appointment when he came in, one of the things was there was over a hundred applications uh for the job uh, bloomfield didn't even apply for it um but there was over 100 applications so there's a kind of there's a short list there i think um and uh you know our chairman today uh, in an interview today kind of said that the the quality of applications is much higher than it was last time so it's definitely exciting uh, exciting if not if not a frustrating situation to be in Okay, fair enough. You mentioned the money again there. Does it concern you at all? Because, I mean, last time I looked at your accounts, you're about £28 million in debt. So, and I appreciate, I think a lot of that is for the for the stadium um, and having that built. But does that money concern you, especially the way, as I said, it just seems to have come from nowhere and you're suddenly, you know, spending it on players getting decent players in um at, at your level Do, does it concern you as a fan or or not really Are you just sort of thinking they're doing this because they've got to ensure you know football league survival um no i don't it's not i don't think it is a, it's not a concern for me anyway i think there's 
I, I mean, I'm not an accountant. I'm not, I, I haven't looked at the accounts in detail, but you know, I think you kind of get the impression that whatever you ha- want to say about our chairman, he's he's certainly you know done a lot for the club financially and kept that club afloat. Where I think a lot of other clubs in our situation would struggle. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't worry me. I think, so throughout COVID, for example, he paid in, he did not defer the tax bill, paid it all. Uh, all staff were paid throughout COVID. No, no one was furloughed. Um, so he's, he's a good businessman, I think. And, 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 and he runs that side of the club very well, uh, regardless of, you know, I'm sure he's not making a lot of money, if anything, out of the club, to be honest. Um, but, but it's, it's not something that concerns me. I think just before COVID, the cup run we had in the Carabao Cup really helped. Um, and I think, to be honest, there's probably still some of that money there, just given the way that he ran the club through COVID. He's always put money aside to to make sure that 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 the club could get through dark days like COVID, for example. So, it, it's not something that 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 worries me uh, at all, really. I think I think there's um, uh, you know, he, he's definitely put his hand in his pocket, but but he wouldn't do it, I don't think, unless unless he was able to. So with the you know the upheaval of Bloomfield leaving, are you at all worried that you could get sucked back in to a relegation battle? I mean, you're, you're nine points away from it now, um, so you've done quite well. You've you've gone a distance, um, but losing your manager isn't the best thing in the world that could have happened. D- does that now? Where, where are you first of all? Were you starting to look up? rather than down and, and over your shoulder. And has now that changed again? And, and now maybe there's a slight anxiety almost. We probably were starting to look up the league rather than down, but I do think there was also an element of the fact that we'd played more games than anyone else in the league. Um, the teams below us generally had four, and in, I think in one team's case, five games in hand on us. So we we were never really out of the woods. Actually, what was really making us look up the table is the fact that we were picking up wins away from home, picking up points on a regular basis, even if we weren't winning. Um, and we would be, we'd become... Um, you know, whether that will change now Bloomfield's gone, I don't know, but a, a difficult side to beat. You know, we didn't score a lot of goals, but, you know, it would take a lot to break us down as a, as a team. And I think that that helped. So, yeah, we definitely were looking up. Am I concerned about going going back that and that? I don't know. So I think for me, Rochdale are a basket case club at the moment. So they've kind of occupied one of the relegation zones. And having seen you know, Hartlepool play this season, I think they'll probably be the second team to go down. For me, I, I think we're, 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 we're through, through the worst of it. Uh, you know, I, there's still some work to do, but with kind of, what is it? 12, 13 games to go. Uh, we're, you know, it's only going to take four or five wins out of that to, to kind of secure, secure safety in a few, a few draws as well. So I'm not too worried. I think, I think, given the way we've been playing, given the players we've brought in, I, I I think we're through the worst of it. For us, it's you know, as we said on our last podcast, it's it's now 
it's kind of a the, these this kind of run in now for us is a kind of a free shot at preparing for next season. Is I think how we're how a lot of fans viewing it. Having said that, a few bad results. Gillingham seem to be playing well and getting themselves out of there. Hartlepool, if they if they pick it up a bit as well, and you know there are teams below us, and you know after the defeat on Saturday, we're kind of kind of sitting sitting eighteenth now. Um, it's entirely possible we're back in the fight come come the end of the season, but but for I think the majority of fans would say would say that we're through it and and um, probably not at risk of, of of going back down there. Obviously, it's been quite a long time since we faced each other on the first day of the season. Um, so the results that you've had over the last five games, let's just go with the last five. Obviously, you've just had your first defeat in a little while uh, to Carlisle, but that's uh, I, I don't think at the minute the form that Carlisle have been in, that's no disgrace. Um, but your previous results have been 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 decent. You know, I mean, you got a nil-nil draw with Warsaw, who are basically their, their specialists in getting a draw at the moment. Um, you beat Grimsby away, um, held to, at home to a one-nil draw by Barrow, but then you've beaten Hartlepool away. As you said before, you're picking up points away from home which is really, really good. And even against the, the teams that are higher in the table in the standings, so, you know, Barrow and Carlisle, you're not, you're not getting hammered. You're not looking at things and going, oh dear, we've had a shoe in here. This isn't good. Um, you're holding your own now, whereas I think maybe you weren't before Christmas. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I think, you know, I can pick out a few games before Christmas um, and earlier in the season, to be honest, where we were shocking and it, it really did look bad. Um, you know, we lost to Hartlepool at home 2-1 and, uh, or, or no, we drew to Hartlepool at home last minute equaliser, but, you know, could have easily lost. Um, like I said earlier, I think, I think we're becoming a hard team to beat, becoming a hard team to break down and score goals against. Um, the Carlisle game, to be honest, we weren't at our best or bet or the best we've been in, in, in recent weeks, um, but could have probably snatched a point maybe. Um, you know, and I think like you say, the, the teams we've been picking points up against in a, you know, in and around us is, has, have, has been key to that. Um, we've, you know, had a pretty poor result against Gillingham, which wasn't, which wasn't brilliant, but, uh, you know, equally they've been, been on a better run. I think the Grimsby result was a really good result. The Walsall game was not a great game, uh, to be perfectly honest. It was one of the worst <laughs> games of football I've ever seen. Um, but again, uh, you know, the, the the thing that's 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 really allowed us to pick those points off is being so solid defensively at the back, and especially with the kind of players that we've brought in in January. Um, Fiat Kelleher uh, being one who's just just absolutely brilliant, um, brilliant player. Um, Luke Chambers seems to have kind of reignited himself as as, as a kind of standout player as well, and 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 and, and Connor Hall from um, uh, Port Vale coming in as well um, look really solid at the back. So we're a tough team to break down. We don't score a lot of goals. You know, our top goal scorer is our is our um, is our left back, um, but uh, so we don't score a lot of goals. But but. But yeah, we're picking up points, and I think I think again that 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 kind of that solidarity at the back is is what kind of gives us that 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 or gives me that confidence that that we've got enough to keep picking up those points. We'll take a very quick break there for some ads that may or may not exist, and uh, be back uh, <laughs> in a second. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to It's All Cobbles to Me. It's the preview show, of course. Uh, I'm here with James from the Views on the Use podcast. Um, we were just talking before the break there. You just mentioned your top goal scorer, uh, James, being your left back. I- I'm going to presume that's Junior Shamadu. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then Noah Chilvers is the other one. Both yep. of them just have four goals. Um, we've been... Uh, it's, it's weird because we've got Sam Hoskins who has scored 17, and yet we're still crying out as a fan base, for a striker that can score, which sounds ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> how, how big of an issue has it been for you, that that lack of a, a, a one-person, you know, striker, if you like, that's banging them in for you? Oh, massive issue. It's been a massive issue all season. It's been a massive issue the last few seasons. I, I feel like every fan base says I'll bring a 20-goal striker in every transfer window anyway. But for- oh, yeah. But for but for but for us, it has been a genuine, genuine, uh, pretty poor part of the the squad for year on year for 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 God knows how long. Um, you know, Freddie Sears, um, who has just been completely falling out of the squad pretty much uh, since Bloomfield came in, um, was kind of our main striker the last few seasons, but. Um, it just really hasn't been with it. I think you can tell that his let his his career is done. Um, other than that, it's kind of John Akinde, who, who for me, I'm, I'm not convinced as a footballer. Um, ah. <laughs> I've, I've never seen a player move move less than John Akinde. Um, so yeah, not <laughs> you know he's 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 not been great up front. We've brought in um, Tom Hopper uh, in January from uh, Lincoln. Um, seems to have started pretty well, um, but very similar to 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 kind of Akinde in some ways. So, uh, you know, quite a big bloke. But I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. But yeah, we're absolutely crying out for 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 a striker and or or a goal scorer at least. Uh, it, it makes me laugh hearing you say John Akinde. You know, isn't a footballer for for any kind of money. I mean, I think. Most people would agree with that sentiment. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned Tom Hopper coming in. Is there, is there anyone else from those January transfers that we should be looking out for? Because obviously it is pretty much, uh, I don't want to say it's a completely new team to the one we face on the opening day of the season. But, you know, there's definitely some differences there. Yeah, I mean, um, so probably different to, to I guess, the probably some of the key differences to who to who you would have seen on the opening day will be um, 
Kieran O'Hara in goal, who I think he probably he was part of the squad, I think, um, at the time, but he, but he wasn't the number one, I don't think, at the time. So he's new, um, new, new in that respect. But um, he, he's been he's been very good since he's come into the squad. Um, I think at the back, those kind of January January signings, um, Fiatra Kelleher uh, from Bradford City. Um, Really good player, just just all right, well rounded centre back, and uh, yeah, built like a brick shit house as well. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's been brilliant. Connor Hall from um, Port Vale at the back as well, been absolutely excellent uh, since coming in. Um, Arthur Reed uh, in midfield from Stevenage, uh, sort of attacking mid, um, can play centre mid as well. Um, absolutely brilliant player. The ball sticks to his feet. It's 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 really great to watch. He's not had a a real run of games but but when he has played he's been he's been kind of electrifying playing alongside uh, Noah Chilvers in there as well um suppose the other one to pick out would be Matt Jay who came in from most people know him from 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 Exeter where he spent spent most of his career um well his entire entirety of his career and up until now um yeah he's um he's probably the one that hasn't really lived up to expectations really so um but but you kind of kind of waiting to see a bit more from him, um, so yeah, they're 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 probably the key ones. I think Tom Hopper will. You'll probably see Tom Hopper as well. Who's he doesn't stop moving up front. He's he's a big lad as well, but but he don't stop moving up front. So he's the complete opposite to a Kinde in that respect. Uh, that's it's so strange hearing you say that Matt Jay's the one that hasn't lived up to expectation. Everyone was saying on our pod when when you signed him, they just went, how. How have you done that? How have you gone and got yeah, yeah. Matt Jay from, yeah. from Exeter? That's ridiculously good signing. And yet, it doesn't sound like he's performing for you, which is such a shame. I mean, it's, oh, that'd be good. that that sounds like the equivalent of our Danny Hilton, basically. It's yeah, not yeah. working for him. It's just, it just hasn't clicked yet. And I'm, I'm sure it will at some point. I'm sure it will for him. I think he's too good of a player for it not to. It just hasn't clicked for him yet. I think part of it's the way that the... the down to the way we, we we've played in recent games as well, so um, y- you'll see the kind of two wing backs get forward and balls coming into the box. He's not that kind of player, he, he, you know. Uh, he's not he's not necessarily an all all out goal scorer as well. And actually, I think a lot of what he does goes unseen. So, uh, yeah, he's he's really not lived up to expectations yet. But I'm sure it will click at some point. He keeps getting games, so who knows? That first goal might be might be Saturday. I want to have a quick look at your actual, you know, your form in terms of how things have gone for you at home and away. But I'm looking at this and it's pretty similar. Um, You've obviously, I mean, strangely got better slightly away form than you do home form. Much more draws at home than you have away. Um, But you've won one more game uh, away from home than you have uh, at the job serve. And I... Most of those, or a lot of them, nine, I think it is, of those 11 away defeats, just by a single goal. I mean, does does that make you feel like you've been close to a decent season? Or have you just not been strong enough to force those draws sometimes? I think it's... It's a bit of both. I think I think we've just not been strong enough to, for, to force those extra points, that, that those draws sometimes. And again, if you can't score goals, you ain't going to win games. Uh, I'll often sit there and joke with with 
with Max at the games, you know, you just kind of say, well, goals don't like win your games, shape do, shapes, shape wins your games. Um, they're quite an organised side now. Um, so they, like I say, they're difficult to break down, but the big side, the big sides, if you're, if you're going to sit back and soak up pressure, the, the, the best sides in the league will eventually break you down. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think we've been close to, to a decent season in part i think the last month we've probably been our, been at our best and that was probably evident when when um uh, uh bloomfield got got manager of the month as well so yeah i think i, I don't i don't think we've been far off far off a, a half decent season but you know regardless i don't i don't think we would have been up there so let's turn attention to saturday and who who's going to be in charge do you, i presume it's going to be a temporary interim as they like to call it these days instead of a caretaker well there's a lot of talk about possibly getting it getting something done before saturday i'd be surprised if it does so i fully expect it to be our previous manager um steve ball um coming into no relation to me just just as i I, I often say um but uh yeah um yeah, I fully expect it to be Steve Ball uh, on Saturday, um, unless unless something's done in the next kind of twenty four hours, really. And, and I guess then, whoever it is that comes in, they're not really going to have time to try and put a stamp on on the team as such. So, do you sort of expect it to just sort of kind of carry on under how Matt Bloomfield had it, and you know, same sort of style? Are we expecting, you know? A continuation, essentially, at least for this one game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am. I think, I think so. I think what you can fully expect is is uh, three centre backs, two wing backs, with the wing backs pushing up, pushing up more. A lot of balls to come into the box. Probably up front, you'll have um, John Akinde and Tom Hopper. So yeah, I fully, I fully expect it to kind of carry on um, as it has been um, in a kind of. It depends how you want to describe it, but I guess it's a uh, you know five at the back, two in midfield, one behind the two strikers, two wing backs bombing forward, looking to get lots of balls into the box, and uh, generally going sideways a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like it's going to be the sideways game. Then in that case, uh, like how we've been playing, it's going to be a lot of uh, yeah that. <laughs> Sounds like the type of game you want to be sat behind a goal for just so that your head can Yeah, move. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, look, James, thanks very much for that. It's time for our predictions now. I, I'm going to go uh, first with... I'm going to be positive because we've been very negative, I think, over the last few weeks. Or if not negative, the frustrations have been creeping in and we've been feeling pessimistic. So... While I, I really, 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 on paper would expect us to win, but on paper we're 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 not as good as we really look like we should be. I don't think so. Therefore, I'll go with a sneaky one nil win for the Cobblers, um, and that's that's more judged on the fact that I I think we like going to your place and winning. Mm. Uh, I mean, normally. Over the last few seasons, we've it's been one of the first away games that we've had. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas this year, it was roles reversed and we were at Sixfields early doors. So I, I think we do, for some reason, we quite like playing at your place. So I'll go with a 1-0 win. 
it will be the scrappiest goal you've ever seen in your life. And uh, it will just be one of those that you hate to concede, but we will love the fact that it went in and we'll, we'll escape, if you like, with three points. But I don't think it's going to be a classic by any means, but three points would be very, very welcome right now for us. So if we could have that, please, Cobbers, that would be great. <laughs> uh, J- James, what what about you? Where are you going for your prediction? Do you know what? I'm going to probably... Um... I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against my own side here. I do think uh, you'll probably come to our place and and uh, and take it probably probably one nil. Like I say, I, given the last couple of games, I don't think we're gonna we'll we, we'll be scoring many goals. And 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 you guys seem to be, you know, you're, you're up there for a reason. We're a difficult side to break down. So I'm going I'm going with you, Charles, and saying one nil one nil cobblers. It's really interesting because the last few times uh, for the preview show, our guests have gone against their, and either not completely against their team for a defeat, but uh, maybe gone for a draw, and they've come away with the points or they've got the draw when they really shouldn't have on paper. I'm just saying on paper. <laughs> okay. Um, well, so, well, so I it looks like maybe you've been listening. Now, yeah, maybe you've been listening and you've gone, right, it's working for them. <laughs> so if I do the same, then there, there we go. Who knows? There might be some sort of preview show curse on us. Uh, thank you, James. It's been a pleasure having you thank on. Thank you. Thanks. Um, now's your chance. Just, just plug away your podcast. Tell us what it is, where you can find it, everything that we need to know. Yeah, uh, Views on the Use podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the good places, SoundCloud, all of that stuff. Um, if you're not a Colchester United fan, there's some good interviews on there with kind of some 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 kind of well-known players as well within the football community as well. Jamie Curran interview is very good. The Kemal Wizard interview is very good. And a couple of others as well. So go check it out. Brilliant. Thanks, James. I'm sure that a couple of our listeners will do just that. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back with all our thoughts on this one on Tuesday. Uh, Until then, I hope you have a very, very good weekend uh, and one made even better by a cobbler's win. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.